Hey everyone, my name's Clayton, and I'm one of the pastors at Clearview Community Church. We are one church in multiple locations with in-person gatherings in Stainer, Creemore, Wasaga Beach, and Collingwood. If you would like information about any of our in-person gatherings or our locations, you can visit our website. It's clearviewcommunity.church. So recently I got a chance to do some renovations on the house that my wife and I own. Now, when I say renovations, that might be a misleading word because it was more like uh, demolition, which to be fair is very in my lane in comparison to anything else with our renovations. It was a shed in the backyard and we didn't use it and it was rickety and it served as a home base for hundreds of bees' nests and one very cute but very unwelcome skunk. So the shed has to go. So armed with the sawzall and the sledgehammer and a crowbar and a measure of brute force and stubbornness, I began to take the shed down piece by piece, removing the exterior until I got to the skeleton frame of the shed. Then I made a few strategic cuts, swung the sledgehammer once, and slowly the shed tips over inch by inch, creaking and bending under its own weight, and then crash, it's all over. And as I admired my handiwork, I took a look at the foundation of the shed. And I realized that relatively, the relatively easy time that I had taking it down had less to do with me and more about the foundation it was resting on. Instead of a concrete uh, base or a cornerstone or a sunken in concrete post, the shed was just nailed into a fence post and the floor and the foundation were multiple piles of three bricks spread around the perimeter and through the middle. And then a piece of quarter inch plywood was placed on top of those bricks. Everything was supported by these pieces of plywood and a few stacks of bricks on the ground. Did it work? I suppose, uh, but was it great? No. The foundational structural parts of this shed, they were thrown together. And luckily, it's just a shed that we didn't use, so there's no danger. But that skunk did receive its eviction notice that day. Now, in Luke chapter 6, Jesus is preaching what becomes his most famous sermon. He speaks about judging people, loving your enemies. He presents a kingdom that celebrates and elevates those who are suffering, those who are poor, those who are sad or beaten down. He places the self-righteous and the proud in their place, and he calls his followers to give sacrificially, to love extravagantly, and to forgive radically. And in this Luke chapter 6, the sermon comes to a close with two metaphors, one about good and bad fruit and the other about house builders and their foundations. And these two illustrations, they're sandwiched around a powerful statement in the middle about our hearts. So let's deal with the good and the bad fruit. Jesus says in Luke 6, 43 and 44, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. So this here, it's a relatively simple illustration, especially considering that the people Jesus is speaking to are in an agrarian culture, meaning that the farming and agriculture, these are core parts of the day-to-day -day life and commerce of everybody listening. They've seen a good, healthy tree. They've seen a bad, unhealthy tree. They know that a good and healthy tree gives good fruit, while an unhealthy one has no harvest. And the evidence of the health of the tree, well, that's easy to find. It's the fruit. And not only is the evidence easy to find, but it's easy to expect. What I mean by this and what I think Jesus is getting at is, 
I believe that if you plant a thorn bush, you aren't going to wait expectantly for beautiful figs and peaches or apples to grow from that. It's just going to be thorns. And if it's a bad tree, it's going to give bad fruit. If it's unhealthy, it's going to have no or unhealthy fruit. But if it's a good tree, it brings good fruit. And if it's a good healthy tree, it brings healthy fruit. So hold on to that illustration of the healthy and unhealthy trees and move to Jesus's second comments, this middle of this sandwich in verses 45 to 47. Here's what Jesus says. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings out evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I'll show you what they're like. So this is the the middle of the sandwich, and Jesus gives it really straight. Just as a good tree has good fruit, a good man brings good things out of their heart. And it's just as a bad tree has bad fruit, an evil man brings evil out of their heart. What does Jesus do here? is that he, he traces the location of the stores of good or evil in people, and it's located in their hearts. Their heart is the place, and Jesus speaks about this as the inner thoughts, feelings, desires, and motivators of the human experience. That's the heart. And then he says, everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. Well, now he's indicating that these are the people who are storing the good of his words in their heart. The words of Jesus stored as good in the heart, those come out of the person in their lives. Now, what words is he talking about? He's just finishing up and closing out his Sermon on the Mount that I mentioned earlier. The sermon that speaks to the poor, speaks to the brokenhearted, and it also speaks to the rich and to the full. It speaks about loving enemies and living outside of judgment and outside of pride and away from hypocrisy. And it paints a picture of a kingdom of God where the bar is raised and the door is open for you and for me. His sermon are the words that he challenges the people to store in their hearts and to drastically affect and to transform those hearts, the inner thoughts, the feelings, the desires, and the motivators. So we have the top of the sandwich, which is this illustration of of trees, that the evidence of a healthy tree, it's healthy fruit. And the evidence of an unhealthy tree, it's unhealthy or no fruit. And then we have the middle of the sandwich, the storing the words of Jesus in our hearts and putting them into practice. But now we have the bottom third, or the bottom bun of the sandwich. And Jesus says, that for anyone who puts his words into practice, that they will be like this. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood came, the torrent struck the house, but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice, it's like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. And the moment that the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and the destruction was complete. So we get two builders and we get two approaches. One made sure that the foundation was right, while the other, he doesn't. And Jesus is clear, his words are the foundation of this house or the root of that tree. They're supporting and holding a structure for a house that can withstand the beatings of the storm and flood. And notice that the storm or the flood, it doesn't care which house it hits. It will hit the well-built house just as freely as it hits the poorly built one. 
For you and for me, Jesus is reminding us and he's speaking to us. His words, his teaching, his life are given to us, not as advice or good life principles, but as foundational building blocks for the lives that we live today. I remember when I was around 12 or 13 years old, we had a class project where we used to, we would build a tower using popsicle sticks and tape. We were given partners and given 20 minutes to build a tower. And at the end of the time, our towers were tested to see if they could withstand the free uh, shaking of the desk, a simulation of an earthquake. And so the teacher stands and shakes and shakes and shakes the desk. Now, some of the towers, they don't even hold their own, their own weight or their own structure for more than three seconds, even without an earthquake. But others, they stood strong and powerful in the face of the torrent and the shaking. The difference between the two, it becomes painfully and glaringly obvious. One had a strong foundation while others didn't. So review with me the three pieces of this sandwich and, and we'll land at a few closing comments. First, there's the story of the healthy and the unhealthy trees. The fruit is obvious evidence of whether or not the tree is healthy or unhealthy. And then second, in the middle, there's the heart, our inner thoughts, our feelings, our emotions and motivations and what we store there. Do we store the words of Jesus and the life of Jesus or is it something else? And then thirdly, the bottom, it's the story of the builders, the one who builds on a strong foundation, withstands the beatings of a storm. And the person who builds their life and stores in their heart the words and the person of Jesus can withstand the storm better than the one who doesn't. Good fruit, good words, and good foundation. So the question is, what's the foundation for your life? What do you build it on? Jesus stands in front of all these people in his sermon and proposes the ingredients to a new type of foundation. Things that don't come naturally to us. Things like forgiving those who hurt us, like loving our enemies, like elevating the suffering and the downcast. All these things were radically contrary to the way that his audience naturally lived their day-to-day -day life in ancient Galilee. So what do we do with this sandwich of teachings? I think that there are three things that maybe we can walk away from and, 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 and port into our lives. So first, we can assess the evidence. Jesus makes it very clear that the tree's fruit indicates its health, and the tree is recognized by and for its fruit. The evidence is the indicator of that tree's health, and the fruit of our lives indicates what's growing in us as well. Maybe the evidence of your life is holding a grudge or holding distrust or withholding forgiveness. If the fruit is what we could call bad fruit, then it's an indicator of something unhealthy in our lives. But here is the beauty of the gospel Jesus presents. There's no condemnation here. And instead of heaping shame onto you, we are now able to walk with Jesus, to be healed by Jesus, and to move towards health. Unhealth is not your identity, but it's information that we use now to move forwards. So say hypothetically that the evidence in my life, it's a string of angry outbursts and losing my temper and great impatience. There's the fruit of the evidence. And the information tells me there's something being stored in my heart. But now with the friends of the faith and my church community and through my relationship with Jesus, we can begin to prune those unhealthy branches on the tree in my life and move towards health. Which actually leads into our second thought, which is cut out the bad and feast on the good. So my wife and I, we have a, a rose bush at the front of our house. And in the spring and in the summer, it is vibrant and electric in its beauty. 
But every fall, we prune, we cut out the unhealthy parts as a part of the care and for the health of the plant. And the reality of our lives is that there are things and relationships and scenarios and commitments and habits that we choose that bring unhealth into our hearts. So maybe it's time to prune. Maybe it's your phone, your computer. Maybe it's the things that you read or watch. Maybe it's even really people, as difficult as it is, that you spend time with that needs to change for your health. All the pruning in our lives, though, it is best coupled with replacing with what is good. It's like going on a diet. If you just cut out the junk food without replacing it with actually good food, you might starve. But Jesus, he ties the good to the good stored in our heart. So feast on the good stored in your heart, the good words of Jesus. Feast on your good relationships. Feast on your life-giving habits. Feast on healthy sleep patterns. Feast on things that make you laugh. Feast on the friendships that bring you joy. And then last thought, number three, prepare for the storms. You noticed that I mentioned that the storm hits both houses in Jesus's parable. The good house built on a good foundation and the house that's built on sand. And sometimes we trick ourselves into thinking that if I do everything right, then the bad things, they're not going to happen and the storms aren't going to come. But we know the truth. We experience the reality that the storms, they hit us all. The earth-shattering news will fall to all of those who have anything stored, if it's good or bad, to those who have built on solid ground, to those who have built on sand, all that happens. So we're ready though. We build our lives on something that the storms and the torrent cannot take down. We build our lives now on Jesus. So God, thank you for your words that give us the foundation to build on, that you um, have not left us to figure it out on our own, but instead you've made a way through your son Jesus to know you, to follow you, to worship you, to be transformed by you from the inside out. So today we ask that you would help us to see your truth and live by it. Help us to abide in you. Help us to trust in you. Help us to build the foundation of our lives on you because you are the one who can withstand the storms of life. And through you, I find my strength. Amen. So thanks for joining me today. Clearview Community Church, like I said, it is one church in four locations with sites in Stainer, Cremor, Collingwood, and Wasaga Beach. If you'd like to join us for one of our in-person gatherings, you can get all the information that you will need on our website, clearviewcommunity.church. Now, we also have vibrant children's programs and youth programs. We have plenty of projects and initiatives that serve those in need within our communities. And we have frequent opportunities for you to connect with each other and begin to store the good in your heart. For all that information, what you need to know is found on our website as well. You just click the button that says what's happening and you will find all you need to know about what is happening. God bless you and we'll see you next time.